This is the time that we all been waiting on. The moment all the naysayers been hating on. See, they've been talking down on us and flexing. It'll take more than that for you to stop a Houston Texan. A lot of teams talking tough and can't back it up. But not the boys on Kirby, so you can pack it up. Reliant Stadium is where you can find us with the whole city of Houston, Texas standing behind us. See, we've been waiting on this one for 10 years. All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Texas Unfiltered, a Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. Uh, I am young Ari Gold, and I am here with my beautiful co-host, John Wade, the Garnet Texan. John, what's going on, dude? You uh, Wait, first, how are you recovering from from Monday night? Let's have, I, I really don't want to talk about the Well, Rockets. we need to talk about it. Just, can we just do it, seven it, minutes? It, it hey, hurts. listen, guys. If, if you're not a Rockets fan and you don't want to listen, I'd fast forward maybe seven minutes. It won't be a long segment. But it, let's talk a little bit about the Rockets. Because I'm not a Rockets fan. But, man, was I pulling for you guys. Like I, I felt like a Rockets fan this whole series. This was the most stressful series I've ever watched. Um, it was just painful. Like, I mean, Houston's Explain had a lot. Explain to me your pain. Houston's had a lot of painful moments. Absolutely. You can name I mean, most of them. Yeah, but there was just something. we The Warriors are, no joke, one of the best teams of all time. We said that last week. They really are, and I hate to say that. And They're the best put-together team in NBA history. When you look at the talent and the positions, there's just not a better team. And the Rockets literally played them to the finish line. Like, I mean... The Rockets do not have the talent level as the Warriors, of the Warriors. No. They, they just don't. The effort level, though. The effort level, the way that they're built, the Rockets have a lot of solid role players. And if Chris Paul was healthy... I think it would have been a different and, series. And, you know, if the officials were just even. Yeah, that's see, that's the biggest that's, thing. I, I even to hate me, to be that guy. I, I, hate I really do. I, I, I've always hated yeah. that guy. The, I'd forgotten... Especially in a close series, how much the officials can swing it, and there was a couple, a couple of the games like you know if the Rockets had just played better, we wouldn't have been in this situation. Like if we hadn't gone to Game Seven, but to get to Game Seven, the most important game, the most stressful game, where everything matters, to get completely screwed by the refs, and basketball is just such a game about rhythm and pacing and. Agreed. Once you take that out, once they lose their confidence, once they... You see it in the players. It it just goes so quickly. And, I mean, I know there, there's a couple threads on Reddit saying that, oh, it was just as bad for the Warriors. It wasn't. It wasn't an <laughs> Anybody that watched it all. And it just, dude, it just hurts. I really don't want to talk about it. To miss it. 27 threes, though. Like, that's bad luck. That, it's pure bad luck. Yeah, I mean... No, I agree. I'm not. I'm not questioning. You I, said I agree it best with you. when you're like Mir. You could have gone out there, and if we shoot 27 threes from the three point line, we would hit at least three or four. Right. I mean, but I'm a good shot. I. You just. Yeah. It's no. just mind blowing, and it's honestly kind of painful, and it. I. I, I really don't. Want yeah. To so talk it, about it was painful for me too, just because I. Uh, first of all, I hate the Warriors. Can't stand them. I, I literally hate that team. And I think that they ruin basketball in general. But that's another topic for another another day. But um, to not be a Rockets fan and watch it unwind the way it did with the refs, uh, it was it was just so hard to just take in. 
and and I'm not even invested in the manner that you are. I just wanted to see the Warriors lose and see my city. You know, I knew if the Rockets won this, they'd win a championship. And uh, to watch it happen the way it did is, it was just, I think I turned it off like five minutes left in the fourth quarter, even though like at one point they got back up like down to seven or something. It was like, I, I can't do this. Like I already know the outcome because the refs will not allow it to be. And now we have Caps Warriors again, season four. Um, and it's just a shitty feeling. It's a shitty feeling. I'm not even going to watch. I really have no interest in watching. And I, I love mean, LeBron. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm not watching it. I, I'd forgotten how painful basketball can be to watch. Yeah. Like, I, I swear my back has been messed up for two days, and I swear it's all because of this series. Because, um, I mean, we, we had them. I, the Rockets had them. Chris Paul was healthy. They win. If I think even if... Chris they make Paul wasn't healthy. A just quarter, made four more of those four threes. Of those four of yeah. those twenty-seven threes. It's a different they win. game. Yeah. If the officials, you know, just played kind of even. Or if they would have called half of the three-point shots that James Harden was fouled on, I it mean, would have been a different series. There's just so many factors for all of them to go wrong when we played. When I feel, I feel for the players. Like I really do. I do too. They, they played probably. Uh, the best series that the Warriors have played in years, like especially since Durant's came there, like Absolutely. no one's played them that tight. And for things that are just kind of those sort of factors that are just completely out of your hands, you can't control injuries. You can't control sometimes the shots just don't fall. Like if you go back and I can't, I almost started crying rewatching the twenty-seven because the twenty-seven missed. People put like compilations up because I wanted to see were they really bad shots. No, yeah, some of them were bad. Some of them were. But a lot of them weren't. There, there was a couple of open looks that were missed. It's So that just comes to luck. These are NBA players yep. that shoot threes. We were a three-point shooting team. It wasn't like we were trying to change our identity. And all of a sudden, just we couldn't make a shot. Well, Ariza didn't have any legs under him. Yeah. I mean, you're guarding Kevin Durant all game. Uh, Seven that's game a series. task. I mean, I mean, you're not going to have your legs after that. and I mean, you can't blame Gordon. He played a hell of a series. P.J. Tucker was, I mean, I'm a huge P.J. Tucker fan. Now. I had no idea who he was until I watched the series. And my God, yeah. my God, that man is fun as shit to watch. That yeah. effort, oh my, I, I just, it, it reminded me so much of like Ron Artest. It was, it was crazy. Um, so yeah, no, I know, I know, I know you, I've lost series two, um, not a lot because I'm a Laker fan, but I've lost some and uh, it's, it's a hard experience to, uh, to go through all right let's move on to some some awesome stuff uh so john's gonna kill me after this podcast because he made me talk made us talk about i made him talk about it a little bit um deshaun watson you're sobbing top 50 of uh nfl 100 i know there's not a lot of stock into this list right let's be honest this is it's a popularity it's a popularity contest uh and deshaun's got swag and he's got the juice and everybody wants to see this kid succeed and anybody that played against him this season saw what we saw uh, Seattle Seahawks maybe better, bigger fans of Deshaun than we are um, with the way that they um, just appreciate what he did. Uh, you know, I think it was, what was it? Was it Richard Sherman that said, like, that nobody's, it was either him or Earl Thomas, nobody's ever come in here and played us that way at home. Uh, I mean, that's high regard. Uh, pretty cool to see, first of all, let, let me phrase it this way pretty cool to see our quarterback. In the top fifty of of that list, like that's cool, right? 
If like, I, I don't think you, people are thinking about it. Like, that's our quarterback, not a player, our quarterback. If I told you two years ago, heck, if I told you when we started this po- podcast that we're going to have a quarterback in the top 50, how did you think our season would have went? Oh, yeah. we. I, I would have thought that we went to the AFC Championship or something. But no, he literally played seven games and is in the top 50. Like, all the players are telling you, like, you can shut that Jimmy G, Deshaun Watson uh, argument. Just turn it off. Just turn it off because I think Jimmy G was like eighty something. Um, yeah, no, I you know you, you can't put stock into this list. It's not like a pro football focus list or or anything where there's like full rankings. It's literally a popularity contest. But when you look at the players that are on that list year in year out, they're typically great players. Well, it's not even you don't it's just make the list. It's a it's a respect among peers list. Correct. Which is something anybody would want to be on, right? If right. I if that came out for me at work, I'd want to be on that list, as would you. Um so yeah, it's just cool. And it's a cool list. He's a rookie. Right. That did it in seven games. Right. Right. No, I know. It's really cool. Like I said, it's not that a Texans player is on it. It's the fact that the position of quarterback for your Texans is on the list. Like this isn't a defining moment that says like, oh, Deshaun is, you know, the next Aaron Rodgers. But it's just, if I would have told you this four years ago, that we would have a player, a quarterback on this list at this high, would you have believed me? No. If you had told me four years ago that we have an offensive player. A quarterback. It's not named Arian Foster or Andre Johnson. Or DeAndre. Potentially. He was a rookie, but yeah. Yeah. In the top 50. I'd, I'd have been okay. Right. You know? I'm right. like, we're, we're on our way up. Right. And, I mean, hopefully we are. If yeah. he stays healthy, we are. If he stays healthy, the brace came off. It's not on uh, during OTAs right now. He's not taking part in the 11-on-11s yet, but he everybody's saying he looks great. Yeah, they just don't want buy, They don't want anybody near I don't blame his him. legs. I don't which, blame him. Uh, we need to, you need to uh, babysit him for sure. Uh, but... I don't know. I just I found it really cool. I was actually surprised that this wasn't talked about more nationwide. Uh, yeah, that he and, was like, and it wasn't when you did find people talking about it. It was all negative, right? That's what kind of blew my our NFL freaking hates Deshaun Watson. By they the way. do. They can't stand him. The uh, our NFL hates him. A lot of the national media. I think they like him. I don't think that they, they think he is who we think he is. Right. They. It's kind of, everybody kind of expects him to be the next RG3. Right. And that's, whenever somebody makes, going on. whenever somebody makes that comparison, I'm like, you watch two games of him. Or you watch just the highlights on Sunday night. That's it. Because if that, if you watched games and, and said that, then I honestly can't even talk football with you. Because you obviously didn't, you didn't watch the Texans. You didn't watch the games. And you there, yeah, I mean, honestly, even if, I, even say, if they're making that comparison, you're right. They're only watching the highlights because if you watch a complete game with him, you, you know that's not the case. Even you, if it's, it's one a game, completely different player, correct? And I, 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 we're preaching to the choir here because we tell Texans right, this right. every week. But how could we end that debate? Like, or not debate, but how could we end that argument for good? Like, how could we put a nail in the coffin to somebody like that would be like let's let's it'll give be, our listeners let's give be, our listeners that haven't had the chance like to go to a bar and somebody. Where they sit next to somebody at the bar and they're like, "Oh yeah, you like fo- oh yeah, we like football. Yeah, you're te- oh yeah, Texans are cool. I'm a Cowboys fan. Of course you are. You live in Houston and you're a Cowboys fan. Whatever. We'll get to that later. Uh, you know. But yeah, I'm not sure about that Deshaun guy. Like I, you know, he just re- he's very reminiscent of RG three 
if I had to compare him to any quarterback, what would you tell our listeners to say to de- debunk that? Like, I wouldn't say anything. I would pull oh, up. I would like pull I'm going up. to another bar. No, Sorry, no, no. buddy. <laughs> I yeah, can't do this right drop, now. Drop. Next, <laughs> it's like you don't know football, dude. I'm done. No, let's talk tennis. Because as much as I would want to be that sort of dick, I wouldn't. I would just pull out the uh, Chiefs game where he did the ball transfer. Yeah, but see, that's too much. See, now you took you took football knowledge from an average just, fan to just, like maybe no, no, no. the twenty percent of no, like just, just football I'd be fans. Like, just just watch this clip. And, and like, if you can't appreciate Deshaun Watson the way he transfers the ball from one hand to the next and then through that bomb, then you don't watch football. And like, to to be clear, if RG three would have done that, say he even made the switch, he would not have followed it up with a throw. He no, would have he felt would, the pressure. And tried to outside the, the po- outside yeah. the pocket and take the run. If he was able to do that transition, I don't know if RG three was would be able to do that. But if he did, you're right. He wouldn't have thrown the no. ball. He would have taken off running because he would have felt pressure. He would have assumed automatically the pocket has collapsed. I need to use what I have. That's, That's just how he is. I mean, if you can't show that Deshaun Watson is going to play quarterback in the NFL any better than that, him transitioning the ball from one hand to the next to keep from being strip sacked. Stepping up into the pocket, going through his entire his entire throwing motion. By the way, there was no it was the full on motion on that yep. throw, and hitting the receiver right where he needs to hit him. I mean, and putting the ball in a place where only the receiver can catch it. It was amazing. So again, he's not RG three. No, I would say to that that person that starts that conversation, I would just pull up Deshaun's rushing stats. And then subtract the 49 yards from the Bengals game and say, well, tell me, based on these rushing stats, how he is anything like RG3, please. Because if you look at his rushing attempts in comparison to what RG3 did, I think that would be enough for you to walk away from here thinking that Deshaun's not RG3. But that that's just me. That's like minimal. Uh, well, it's it's an interesting fans, debate, though. The way some fans are, though, if you, if you did that, they'd be like, Oh, I thought Deshaun Watson was better than that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they're like, oh, so he's not RG3 enough. <laughs> yeah. he's not that, we don't he, want him to be RG3 enough. <laughs> it's like, I thought he was pretty good. Now I guess he's right. just kind of mad. This is what you're excited about? <laughs> you're probably right. And that would probably be a Cowboys fan that we were talking exactly. to. So. He's like, I told you Dak is better. He's like, yeah, Dak's better. Okay, well, tell me why Jason Garrett just outdueled him in your little Hard Knocks show, whatever. Anyways, yeah. Uh, moving on to the next bar. Uh, you made me leave. Uh, no, I, it, whatever. I'm sure this will come up multiple times. Look, the top 50 list is great. It's cool. And it's it's cool to see the, the players that were selected to talk about Deshaun. Um and then, you know, for us as Texans fans to know what we witnessed firsthand and for you crazy fans that are like me and John that have watched the Seahawks game and have watched the, you know, the Patriots game and all the other games, you know, 10 times this offseason to remind yourself of how good Deshaun is. Um, we know that that list is he where he's at on the list this year in comparison to where he should be next year. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Oh, so this is what they're doing. They're kind of doing like an overlap of what he, of his stats. Okay, so, so explain this. All right. So I just happened to watch Good Morning Football the other day, and they said the Sean Watson comeback season was going to be on tonight. So right now what we're recording, we're going to watch. I have no idea what it is. Right now it kind of looks like it's the replay of the Seattle game. They haven't, there was no special announcements. There was no bumper or anything like that. But they have flashed, um... Stats with Deshaun standing next to it. 
Uh, like he was second even even with the injury in rushing. So maybe maybe be a little RG3 argument. <laughs> and it looks like they're playing the, the game abbreviated. Yeah, it looks like it's the condensed so we're gonna, version. So we're going to keep it going because, again, they're going to do a J.J. Watt one as well. So just trying to figure out what this is. It wasn't heavily marketed, but, I mean, we are the Watson cast. So yeah. Uh, of course, we got to watch it. No, it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, no. So so anyways, like, next, so I wanted to kind of get – I know you're not, like, predictions. I know you, like, freaking hate them for some reason. But if you were to say, like, what we expect from Deshaun this year, where would you see him on the top 100 list next year? Without being crazy fan, like realistically, well, here, the, like where would you, where prob- could you see him? Part of the problem is I can't be realistic. I know why. Why do you do that? Because I mean, either you know, I fall into the uh, the trap of something bad is going to happen, which it will, or I want to be crazy fanboy. Like this is this is what's going to number happen. one. <laughs> like Deshaun Watson's going to regress, but it's only going to be like this much. <laughs> and when I say this much, I mean like an. <laughs> I was about to say, nobody has no idea what you're talking about. You know? Um, I'd say he'd be top 20. I, he's going to... He sh- I mean, based on the seven games, and if he takes the rookie to sophomore jump, so he gets a little bit better about reading coverages, but still continues to do the things well that he does. Like, for instance... Again, just watch some more of the tape. He is really, really good at putting the ball where only his receiver can catch it. Yep. Very he good. He is very, very aggressive downfield. That's part of the reason why there was so many deep passes is Deshaun will and, just he'll and he throw it. number one play action quarterback, right? Number one play action. So if he doesn't lose that aggressiveness, if he doesn't get too concerned about the interceptions, the interceptions are going to go away when he gets better at reading defenses. Then, dude... Yeah, top. He should be a top twenty. Top twenty. Yeah, <clears throat> like I said, the list isn't defining in any way, but uh, I just just found it interesting. Um, all right, so OTAs going on currently. Uh, a lot of the buzz right now is so it's a couple things. It's Kevin Johnson, it's Kiki Kuti, or Little Kiki as people call him, uh, and He's from my hometown, Zach Cunningham. Uh, are the talks of OTA so far? This is the play action throw, I think, uh, to Fuller. Yep. yep. Told you, I've seen this tape like 97 times. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, and I remember exactly what I texted you because we were wondering how much the uh, the anthem controversy was going to mess everybody up. That's because this was the first time that it was a big deal, right? Right. This is oh, where, of this was right after this the McNair, McNair comments. That's right. Where they were talking about maybe coming out without the decals on their side. And uh, we were yeah. like, Old Texan teams would have folded, but Deshaun Watson probably single-handedly kept the Texans from folding. Well, the way he looked off Earl Thomas right here was just uh, yeah, it's just crucial. Anyways, uh, so the talking OTAs: Kevin Johnson, Kiki Kuti, and uh, Zach Cunningham. Uh, I would, I, I think anybody that listens to this podcast on a regular basis would know the the love that we have for Zach Cunningham. Uh, I, I expect him to take a massive leap forward this year. Uh, I'm not going to say that he, he could take over Bernardrick's spot, um, but I think they can make the Texans – I think he can make the Texans feel good about potentially not giving Bernardrick top five linebacker money, which I think is what he – I think is what he deserves. Top five? Yeah, I'm trying to think of the other middle linebackers. Like, if you think about it, it's like Kukli, 
And then who? Like Deion, maybe, Deion Jones? I like, don't know about top five. Okay, so maybe top ten? Top ten, yeah. Okay, Not so, top five. So top ten. Uh, but then if you have Zach Cunningham on rookie deal for the next three years, including this season, and then you have Dylan Cole, uh, do you want to extend BMAC if Zach can play better than BMAC? Yes. Oh, so you'd still rather have yes. that punch, that one-two? I would still rather because there are two I, different run, there right. are two different linebackers. Well, all three of them are completely different linebackers. Yeah, um, I would say Cole and Cunningham are more alike than they B-Mac are Mac and anybody else. Um, <coughs> excuse me, Cunningham is closer to Cole, but he he can stand somebody up like B Mac. Yeah, but to have that rotation, right? And I think that's it's part of it. Help. And that's part of the Texans' problem has been in the past is we could have had the depth, but. We treated a lot of these players like they were easy to replace. Sure. Whereas, you know, maybe if we lock up a couple of them and just make a run for it, keep the depth, not thinking that this player is easy to replace. Like, we recently made that same mistake with A.J. Boye. Yeah. I mean, I remember part of the argument was, well, Kevin Johnson, when he was healthy, was even rated better by a uh, sure. pro, pro football focus. For, yeah. At the time. Granted, Boye played beast mode last year. But if we have both of them, Cap Boye and Kevin Johnson continue to play to that level. We have the best secondary in the league. Yep. Like, so we need to break that mentality of, oh, I can easily replace them. It's like you go out, you find them. Hopefully you sign them for a, a friendlier deal to keep them with the team because you do extend them longer. Sure. But you keep the depth. Oh, you, I'm you fine with it. I, I would prefer to keep it. I'm just trying to – I think what I'm trying to say is like – I don't think we know what the approach is from Gaines yet, as far as extensions go. Like we haven't seen anything with Clowney yet. Uh, BMAC would is potentially an extension candidate as well. Uh, if Merciless really wanted to make enough noise, I think he's not because he was hurt, and I think that he just is dealing with it, and he'll take care of it next year. Um, I'm just trying to understand what Gaines's approach is for extensions because we really don't know. Typically, it's one year left. Sign them to a max. Well, like, typically do what we new can. GMs are over aggressive with them, um, or they're two extremes. Like they're either very very aggressive or not aggressive enough. Um, <laughs> so we don't know what Gaines is going to do yet. He's got a boatload of cap room right now. Yeah. I think we're fourth or fifth currently. Yeah, I think it's like, what, like 30 or something like that? Yeah, 31. so it's going to be interesting to see. I don't know where he's going to fall on the spectrum. They made it sound like Clowney was close. Obviously, they've done enough that Clowney's happy. He's not fussing about sure. it. Sure. I mean, he's out, he's out at OTAs because his knee. Well, he's there. He's just not right. there. Yeah. But, again, if this was if there was bad blood or if they weren't negotiating. He wouldn't be there. It would be like the Aaron Donald situation in L.A. Sure. And Clowney's it, that type of player. Yeah. Like, he, I mean, him and, like, I know people think that Khalil is that much better, and I think Donald is better, but I wouldn't say he's much better than uh, than than Clowney, but two different positions. But um, I think a deal will get done with Clowney. But with Zach, I do expect this to be, obviously, it's, it's only his second year. So for us to say, I think this is his step forward year. And usually that's what linebackers do. Usually the second year, we saw it with BMAC. That's, that's when you start to see him truly develop. Uh, but I, I do think that Zach will be one of our stars on defense this year. Right. It's just, it's that instinct that you see with 
him being able to, it's like he can dissect plays prior to them happening and it just happens to be there. He's very football sound. He's technically sound. And he just has a nose for the football. I mean, he and really does. And he's like. And if you watch him, he's tougher. Like, he looks like he's just this yeah. long, skinny linebacker. Right. He stands runners up. No, I know. Uh, and then in coverage, I think I think in coverage will be where we truly see him this year. No. I think him adapting last year to NFL schemes and, and, and things like that is why we didn't see too much of uh, great coverages by him. I think we'll see a lot of that this year. Um, We're gonna. We should have a really good defense. This year. Oh yeah, we should I be mean, solid. When you stop and you think about it, Dylan Cole, if he stays healthy, he's a linebacker that is able to cover like a safety. He's. I don't. Again, it's one of those. He didn't get drafted because he was a little too short. Thank God, because we were able to get him. Yeah. And then you throw in Matthew and Justin I Reed. Mean, Justin Reed, Calvin, like. We have an opportunity to be. This defense we've talked about it be, a lot, but this defense should be really, really good. Yeah, I, I've said it before. I think I think like 2015 Broncos is good. I really do. I that, mean, that for me, that's the expectation. I know that's high, but that's what I expect. If everybody's healthy, I don't think that's an unfair expectation. I think we have a much better defense than that team player wise. I mean, it was built on Von Miller, Demarcus Ware, and then. Uh, Aquib uh, Talib and uh, Chris Harris Jr. Well, Talib's gone. Von Miller's gone. If you take those, two, if you were to take those two away from that Super Bowl winning defense, that team's not that great on defense. I mean, Derek Wolf had a good year, but it wasn't much. I think this year with Clowney, War- Merciless, and Watt, um, and we can get into Watt in a little bit. Who got his doctor? Just watching that. Yeah, just well, Baylor. But what's wrong with that? <laughs> it's Baylor. <laughs> Everybody gets a doctorate from Baylor. Just rewatching the uh, Watson pick six. And honestly, the thing that pisses me off the most is him trying to go tackle Earl Thomas. <laughs> like, dude, somebody tell him never to try that ever again. You know, I, I was thinking about this uh, the other day. Uh, so Earl Thomas is uh, represented by the same agent that Deshaun has, David mm-hmm. Mugaleta. And uh, Deshaun always has pictures with Earl Thomas. And if you watch like the top 100 and you watch anybody talking about Deshaun, it's Earl Thomas a lot. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that like they're rep by the same guy. So it's like... Hey, like help me make some more money since I got you that second deal. Like gas them up a little bit for me, please. Um, uh, then the other news is Kiki Kuti. Now I'm going to be honest. I'm going to I'm going to tamper my temper my expe- expectations a little bit on t- Kuti, and, and the biggest reason for that is is that he's a rookie wide receiver. Oh, he's a rookie, and he he's going to catch. He's a body catcher, right? Um, we've lived through that with Fuller. Granted, it's amazing how much better Fuller got catching the ball when Watson was throwing. I can't say that yet, just because it was uh, only seven games. But still. Uh, no, I know, but I I think it was like a total of like 12 targets or something like that. But still. <laughs> no, I get it, I get it, I get it. I mean, I get it's, it. It's still, it's absolutely amazing. It's... I, I just, I don't know. Part of the regression will be with Watson is there's no way we're going to continue to have the least drops in the NFL. When yeah. Watson was throwing the ball, we had the least drops in the NFL. Yeah. He throws a pretty ball. All his balls are catchable. I guess that's that, the noodle arm thing. Yeah, noodle arm, 49 miles per hour. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, with QT, I, I know a lot of buzz is coming out around OTAs about him and how he'll fill the slot and that it's going to be just this quick, easy, put him in slot and you have Fuller, Hopkins, and QT on the field as your top three. I, 
unfortunately, because he's a rookie wide receiver, it's just that's just not the way the league works. I mean, it can happen. It has happened. Well, this is a good game to watch. I mean, just watch Ellington for a couple of these plays. Oh yeah, Ellington's a good slot receiver. He just can't stay healthy. Yeah, no. So okay. how it's going to work out is the first half of the season, Ellington's going to be good. We're all going to love him. And then he's going to get hurt. And then you know what? We're going to be okay because Kute is going to come in. And it's halfway through the season, so we actually learned a couple of routes. And we'll be like, okay, it's not the end of the world. I'm, I, if, that's the, if that's what happens, I'm fine with it. I just, you've said it before, and, and I've seen it, but a rookie wide receiver other than A.J. Green and oh, what was that? What was the wide receiver from uh, Mike Williams in Tampa Bay? Other than that, it's not, it's not very often that a rookie wide receiver makes an impact immediately. Right, and they're usually they're physical specimens when they do. Correct. It's Calvin Johnson, it's Julio Jones, it's right. things like that, which he is not. He's not a physical specimen. He's fast, he's athletic, but he's not a physical specimen. He's quick. He's, he's quick. really, really quick. I think, he'll be, I think it's going to be interesting to see, but I, just, I, I want to temper expectations because a lot of people are building up. I would say like the local media is building up QT to be game one against the Patriots, lined up in the slot, and I just don't think that that's, first of all, fair for him. Uh, to think that that would be the expectations. Keep in mind, he is a fourth-round rookie. Like, this isn't a first-round rookie. This is a fourth-round rookie. Third-round rookie. Third, third round. No, third. fourth. Is it fourth? I am pretty sure the fourth. Because we, uh, we took Rankins. Uh, you're right. We took Reed. And we took Akins. You are right. He was so, early fourth. He was early fourth. He was our first pick in the fourth. Now, keep this in mind, though. He was the number one slot-wide receiver in the draft this year on most boards. So, the fact he was there in the fourth, and we got him, great. Um, but I just, I don't know, I just wanted to bring that up, because as much as I would love to solve uh, the, the slot position, uh, it's going to be very hard for me to do the podcast anymore with, uh, with the Deshaun game on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, even though I've seen this game so many times, it's so distracting. Uh, but the, uh, I, I just want to make sure that we think about it realistically, what our expectations should be for, for our rookie wide receiver. Well, that play right there with what they do with Ellington, that's what Cote's going to do. Yeah, and he'll actually be able to take it a little bit further. If they actually gave the ball to them. And the one I'm talking about was the, uh, the uh, 15-yard out to Hopkins with the motion where Watson fakes it to Ellington and then throws it to Hopkins. With Cote, he could step in and do that exact same thing yeah. for Ellington. Yeah. And then the other talks of OTAs is Kevin Johnson, your boy, your favorite cornerback in the league. I mean, I want him to be. I want him to be, too. <laughs> I want him to be, too. Especially now after seeing, like, I, I never realized that uh, Marcus Peters was picked, like, four picks after him. Uh, that's very disturbing for me. Because you didn't realize that? I just never thought about it until, like, somebody pointed it out, like, the other day. I was like, oh, no. Not yeah. Marcus Peters. I really like Marcus Peters. I know he's a basket case. Granted, that was part of But that's of the, the one position you want to have a basket case, to be yeah. honest with you. And that's part of the reason that we took Kevin Johnson over Peters was Peters was considered. Yeah, which is fine. I think at that position, that little nasty, like, shitty attitude works. Like, if you look at the top corners in the league in, like, history, they're all assholes. Except for right. Sherman. And he's an asshole, too, in his own way. He's a, well, you have he's to have a that, smart you have asshole. To have that <laughs> Well, I mean, think about it. With receiver, you have to have that. Or, sorry, right. with quarterback, you have to have that confidence. Correct. As you're going to get beat. Absolutely. That's the entire nature of football. Absolutely. So uh, they're saying in OTAs that Kevin Johnson's uh, looks better than he ever has, um, that he looks more instinctual, looks like he added a little bit of weight 
Uh, I think it goes back to what we were talking about before. With him, if he plays within himself, like he's one of those, one of the players that I think that as he tries to play more aggressively, like when he tries to play with more of an edge, which kind of goes across against what you just said, that he actually doesn't play as well. He gets over aggressive. He makes bonehead plays. He tries to throw his body everywhere. Where when you watch him and just again it goes back to just watching him. He should be good. There's moments where he looks really good, and there's moments where he looks really lost. And part of that could have also been the way the defense was set and putting them in the positions that they were. Because we were asking a lot of our corners last year without any pass rush. Yeah. Now this year when we have pass rush again, a lot of those, um, a lot of the, a lot of the formations where we're playing off the way we do, they don't look as bad because they're looking for the quarterback to try and make a quick throw right. that they can step in front of. Whereas if you don't get any pressure, all of a sudden all that extra room is just more room that you have to catch up to try and cover the guy. Sure. And hopefully this year that shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, even if worst case scenario happens and we lose two of our three again, the moves that they've made bringing in Aaron Colvin and Tyron Matthew, those are players that can rush – from non-pass rushing positions. Well, and then bringing in Matthew gives you, you know, the versatility that we keep saying. Like if, if say well, JJ goes down, DJ or say, Reader possibly moving to defensive end. Yeah, I actually like that. Granted, he was a defensive tackle that could actually rush the passer. That's what I'm saying. Put him at defensive end. Are they talking about putting Watkins at DT? I, I, I didn't it was see that. It was none that was playing so well. Was it done? Yeah. Hmm. I'm just wondering who they would put at DT if they did move him. I to thought end. it was done. The... Is he big enough to be a DT? Yeah, I, I mean, he was, like he was more of a he was more of a traditional defensive Three, tackle than uh, than Reader? Reader was. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting. I like Reader a lot. He gets he does not get enough credit on our defense, to be honest with you. But I think I think it'd be smart to keep him at DT because he does really well, and to change his position in his third year um, wouldn't be the smartest idea, but. I think it would work. Uh, to touch back real quick, go back on, on Kuti. I do think that he can make an impact on uh, on special teams, though. I think that's where you'll see his, his impact made sooner rather than later. Uh, if Irvin isn't the guy that they think can return, uh, Kuti can, can return. And, and I think likely will return. Uh, so it, it, it's just going to be interesting. I, I'm loving that OTAs is here. Um, real quick, kind of off topic, what do you think about the whole uh, – the whole anthem policy. I mean, you know, they just, they can't get it right. Right. I, again, who was it? Schefter that quoted out. It's like you have Watson and Wentz returning. You've got all these storylines going on. And instead, what everybody's going to be talking about is who didn't come out of the locker room. Yep. It's, and then today where they were talking about how Jerry it's Jones. all they were talking about because it is a, it is a direct reaction because of what the president says. That's the worst part. And nobody wants to be the target of the president, which, you know, don't do it. Just don't go down that rabbit hole. It's not worth it right now. Uh, I just think it's they've still got reader listed as no tackle. Yeah. Um, and. Um, Brandon Dunn is defensive end. 
No, Brandon Dunn's list listed as a uh, nose tackle. Okay. Uh, Watkins was listed as defensive end. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting just that the way that they're going about it. Um, there's been reports that players are willing to forego the season. Uh, That's the rumor they're trying to get about 20% of the players so to sit out. Suppose it's like 25% right now. Yeah. I don't believe it, unfortunately. Uh, it'd be interesting if it happened. Uh, it would it would definitely make the NFL uh, take a good look in the mirror if that's the case. But unfortunately, there's so much money on the f- uh, like that they'd be leaving on the field. Like I know for a fact, if I made that much money, it probably and that was one of the choices I'd have to make. I'm thinking my family, or I'm thinking my pride. I'm gonna go family every time. Um, so I don't know. It's just interesting. It's crazy though with the whole collusion case with Kaepernick that Jerry Jones comes out and says that uh, the the president is the main reason why. Uh, what was it? I forgot the actual quote, but basically like the collusion part. Jerry Jones said something about signing Kaepernick was a no go because of the president or something like that. Um, I don't know if it was actually Jerry Jones. It came out. That it, it was, was Jerry, Jerry Jones. Jones. Yeah. Um, the article I read this morning just said one of the NFL of the owners, owners said. They just didn't want the attention from the president. Yeah. That's all it came down to. They didn't want the attention from the president. And the way collusion works is, and it's going to be really hard for Kaepernick, Kaepernick to, to prove, prove, because that means two owners called each other up and says, hey, right. you don't sign them, I won't sign them. Yeah. Where it's sounding like these the owners are making the decision independent. It's like, do you really want to get tweeted at sure. for signing the guy? Yeah. Even though you Which maybe want, but you wanted to sign the guy, but you don't want to get tweeted at. Right. Which, I don't know, to me, yeah, it's just, it, it's kind of sad. It terrifies me for the next labor agreement. I think that... Which is what, 2020, right? Yeah, it's coming up soon. There is going to be either a, there's going to be a stoppage. Uh, we're probably going to either have replacement players or um, maybe not even have a season that year because there's going to be some big changes coming to the NFL, I think. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, your boy JJ is the doctor now. From Baylor. Don't. <laughs> Why do you hate Baylor? I don't know. I have nothing against Baylor. You didn't go to Texas. You didn't go to A and M. Why do you? Why do you hate Baylor? I just, you know, Baylor just they they did some sketchy things. A lot of colleges had. They did some really sketchy things. They did some really sketchy things. Uh, still though, and he he prescribed a, a prescription to Bill O'Brien. Yeah, two chill pills. Three, three, <laughs> three chill, chill pills. pills. Oh, three, three chill pills. And Bill O'Brien thought he was being nice. So, uh, <laughs> Bill O'Brien was like, I thought I had chill. Yeah, he was like, I thought I was uh, kind of chill. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, no, good for JJ. Good to see him do that. You see him at the Rockets game with Justin Timberlake? You look how, how uh, Actually, bunched up uh, JT was next to him. He had no room to like, yeah. sit. JJ is a big man. Justin Timberlake he looks is big. not. Is it me or does he look bigger this year, though? Well, I mean, I don't know how big of a person Justin Timberlake actually no, is. No, he, I'm, I'm saying he JJ. Looks, I know. I know. I don't know because you compare him. Because I always thought oh, sure. Justin Timberlake was a smaller guy anyways. Sure. He is small. And then you put J.J. Watt next to him and J.J. just looks like a monster. Yeah. But J.J. always looks like a monster. So I don't know if it's comparison or if he – but, I mean, he, he looked like he's getting in shape. He looked big to me. And I do blame Justin Timberlake because he was—he made a shout out during his concert. 
And after that, that's that's when yeah, bad things happen. So you can blame JT for the yeah. Loss. I, I gotta blame somebody. So JT's getting it. It's the officials and JS and Timberlake. That's why you guys lost the series. Yes. Wow. I have to. You blame know what? Somebody. I didn't say it was rational. Maybe JT. Maybe Scott Foster asked JT to like come by and sign something for his daughter. No, no. And JT no, was no. like no. And then Scott Foster was like, oh, I saw you with JJ the other night. No. Yeah, this is how it's going to go down going we got, forward. We got, we got shouted out during the concert. The Rockets going to the finals. Oh, really? I didn't know Justin that. Timberlake. Yeah, there's a little clip inside. Yep, that's... Yeah, I like that. JT. I'm a big fan. I mean, I have, I have nothing against him. But I, I just... I'm, I'm saying that he put a curse out. He changed that's, you. He's the new Kardashians. Yep. Interesting. You don't think it was the fact well, that maybe you have the, you have the Kardashian the was there? Well, you have uh, the college football. Ke- Kylie was there. Kenny Chesney has that curse. If Kenny Chesney shows up on game day, uh, your team loses. Oh. And usually not only do they lose, they get the next couple of years they suck. Okay. Um, it happened to Tennessee. It happened to South Carolina. Um, I know that it happened a couple of times when he's shown up on the on the college game day. So there is a Kenny Chesney curse. Okay. Now it looks like there's a Justin Timberlake curse. Well, I think this goes back further than what you think, actually. Do you remember the Kardashian curse with Chloe? Right. Well, Travis Scott, do you know who Travis Scott is? Yeah. He's a rapper from Missouri right. City. He uh, He's dating Kylie Jenner, and she happened to be at the game, every home game, with Travis Scott. I'm going to place the blame on Kylie. Travis Scott should have known better, and I'm a big Travis Scott fan, but yeah, I don't know what to tell you. All right, what else we got? I've got a question. Oh, oh, for uh, me? Yeah. Wow, you never question me. <laughs> I always question you. This no. is going to be awesome. Great. J or JJ got actually hated on for for his latest act of uh, charity. Of course he did. That he was being fake. Of course he did. But considering the fact that he didn't uh, actually uh, report that, that it slipped out of the Texans organization and he wanted to keep it anonymous. But that's right. neither here nor there. What's your question? My question is, does it really matter? Uh, I think in that case, no. I think in, I think given the circumstances of what happened and how close to home it was, um, I don't think it matters. But I will say this: any any time anybody has a chance to throw salt at JJ, they're going to, and, and it really boils down to one thing. There aren't a lot of JJs in this world. No. It's just, it, and so when you see it, and you see it on the level that JJ goes with the Hurricane Relief and Santa Fe, just everything else that he has done, the softball game, he goes above and beyond. It's not just, here's a check, it's, I'm going to work, I'm going to meet, I'm going to, he does all these things and organizes all of these things to make the area that he lives in better. And you just don't get that very often. I, honestly, I'm, I, I'm I'm being dead serious, and this isn't my homer in me. I can't think of another player that has ever gone as far as JJ has gone in my lifetime with I can't making think of an impact. Athlete, That's what I'm, I'm, I'm not even talking about athlete. I'm I'm literally talking in general. I cannot think of one person, athlete, actress, actor, musician, activist, whatever it would be. I can't think of one person that has tried to make the impact that J.J. has made. So when you have a guy who's the number one defensive player of the league, and maybe not anymore, I'm hoping he still is. I'm not saying he's not. And then on top of that, he's this perfect person. People just want to find a chink. In, like, I'll put this out there. My uncle 
has always believed that JJ is gay. And the reason why he thinks that is because there has to be something wrong with him, right? There has to be something wrong. And he has this whole story of JJ is going to go on through his career and at his Hall of Fame speech, he's going to let it out. He's going to let everybody know that he's been gay his entire life and that he never mentioned it because he didn't want to be looked at any different. People just find, they want to find something wrong with JJ because no bullshit, he is Captain America. He is a he is, he is the real life Captain America. He is the real life Captain America and nobody will accept that because that's just not the way our world works anymore. We live in this social media driven world that can depict so many different people in so many ways and there's always skeletons in the closet hanging around that people can find. But with JJ, you can't find any. And that's a problem because people don't buy that there's somebody in this world that is as good as JJ. And that, that's where we've come yeah. to. So it really comes to our... I mean, you were talking about earlier how I was going to leave you at the bar because of some idiot Cowboy fan. Right. That's how I legitimately feel about anybody talking bad about JJ. Yes, he's a tryhard. He, he is. But is he, you a know tr- is he actually you know, tryhard? That's not, that's or is not he a, just corny? Will you, will you let me finish? Yeah, go ahead. That's not a bad thing. This is why he is so good at football. Everything yeah. he does, he puts his everything into like, you could say, oh, he's not really this nice person. He may not be. You watch him on Hard Knocks, he literally destroyed Jake Matthews. I'm pretty sure. And he called him out for it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he sucked his soul out of his body. Like, J.J. Watt on a football field is terrifying. J.J. Watt he puts everything he has into everything he does. So when he's trying to do a good deed, he's putting that same intensity that he destroys men's lives when he was healthy into taking care of people as well. Like, we are, honestly, as a city, we are incredibly lucky and blessed to have that as our sports icon. I know there, he is Captain America, he is the all-American white boy, and all that, and you know what? Great, because he's using it for positive, for, he's using it in a positive manner, and there should be more players to do. And um, there is a lot of players that, don't have his media impact that do a lot of good things. And that's not to take anything away from what they do, but what JJ does and he uses the media, he uses that as his platform. Yes. He's because of the way that he looks, he gets more media attention because he is so all American and he gets more media attention, but he turns it around and he uses that and other players I'm sure do just as much on the down low, it's quiet. They don't get the publicity. But if they had that sort of persona and had that, then they would. I mean, I know LeBron James is pretty close. Everybody says what a, how much he does out in the area around Cleveland and, and Akron. Is that how you say it in Ohio? Yeah, I can't, Akron. Uh, Akron. Um, but he just because he just doesn't get the same attention that J.J. does because of how J.J.'s personality is. Yeah, I think a lot of what we a lot of what we deal with when it comes to JJ is just the fact that where we are as a country, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, and that's another topic for a totally different podcast. Um, but I will uh, I will defend JJ to the death. Uh, and you know what's crazy about it is we're, JJ is who we have right now, and by all accounts, Deshaun Watson is the exact same thing. We're going to have him right there to take the torch from him. You know, so and was, with him being a quarterback, he may even be able to step that up a level. 
Yeah, I was you know I was talking to somebody at uh, at work the other day about Deshaun. Uh, he, he's a Clemson uh, Tim. I was talking to Tim, yeah. and uh, everyone was talking about how uh, how Deshaun's you know if he plays the level that we expect him to play at, that he's going to ask for uh, you know top five quarterback money. Um, and I I actually chimed in and, and tried to take a different approach, and I actually don't believe that that's how Deshaun will be. I think Deshaun will be more Tom Brady esque. I think he's. I think he's more. I think he wants to win more than anything else, and I think he knows that his off the field income will come into play. I wouldn't be surprised if after this year Deshaun signs a massive Nike deal and things like that. Um, that I think he'll he'll spread the wealth around on the team to make sure that he always has playmakers and people on this team that make him better. We're talking about a guy, and after one year, I could be completely wrong, but Deshaun just comes off as that kind of guy. Um, yeah, I, I could mean, be wrong. It's just the way he the way, the way he comes he off comes to across, me. He it, had nothing. It seems like losing hurts him more than anything else. And he comes from nothing. Yeah, I mean, literally comes from nothing, and now he has everything at at the palm of his hands. I don't think he's one. I know I you know you follow him on Instagram. He, you know, he just got a Bentley, and he's you know he's got all these things. But what people need to keep in mind when those when players do things like that is a lot of times those are advertisements for them as well. Uh, you know, Bentley will give you a car to drive for six months just to say like they did. They actually did that with BMW uh, and Matt Schaub. Uh, Matt Schaub would do like a, I think he did a billboard right off of forty five and like six ten, and he got like BMWs whenever he wanted. Um, so just because you see these players with things doesn't mean they're spending their money on it. But um, it's just interesting. But yeah, but the whole JJ thing, it's I hate that argument. I hate having it because I just feel like it it doesn't matter. Like it shouldn't even be an argument. We just had one of the worst school shootings in a while in our city or close enough to our city that one person decided to foot the bill of the funerals for everybody. On top of that, Tillman Fertitta invited 300 high school kids to give them two and a half to three hours to escape their reality. Um, those are the those are the types of people you want to be around, and that's what you want. So I'm glad, even not being a Houstonian, it makes me so proud to be able to speak to the city of Houston and how good the people are and the sports players are in that city to be able to do what they do, if that makes sense. All right, to lighten the load before we end, Drake or Pusha T? Who's going to win the rap beef, John? It's a big talk. I mean, if you're on Twitter, I know you've seen it. I've seen it, but I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't, it's, it's not really sports related. So it's over my head. Like I didn't really deep dive. Um, I don't know. And I stayed off Twitter a little bit because I didn't want to walk, relive (laughs) game seven. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I love rat beef. That's like my favorite thing. And I love Pusha T. So I'm rocking with Pusha T. I'm sure most of the people listening because Drake's adopted Houston as his second home, as uh, they're all rocking with Drake. But he said some pretty, uh, he said some things. Push T said some things that uh, a grown man shouldn't say about another grown man. So it was pretty awesome. How about give me the uh, the five second rundown of what happened? Yeah. Okay, so well, I, ooh, I'll try, I'll try. So in 2001, the Clips, which was Pusha T's group, uh, you might remember the Clips. They made a song called "Grinding." Grind, yeah, okay. Well, Pharrell, who you know who that is, mm-hmm. uh, made their beats. They did. He did a lot of that stuff. Well, he made a, a beat for uh, this rapper named Baby, Birdman. You ever heard of Birdman? Mm-hmm. Well, they never 
he never paid, and he had clips on the song. So Pusha T was on the song, but they never paid for all for the beat. Baby didn't. So that started the beef. So that was back in 2004 or five. And then Pusha T has always thrown subliminal shots during records at Drake, and Drake's done the same thing. But then uh, Pusha T dropped his album Daytona on Friday. He has a song called Infrared. Basically called out Drake for not writing his own songs. Drake didn't like it. Two days later, no, actually I think a day later, came out with a song called The Duppy Freestyle and, and basically called out Pusha T for not really selling his own drugs and all these other things. So then Pusha T came out and said some things that just you don't say to another grown man. Like, I guess Drake's been hiding a baby that nobody's known and he doesn't claim it and it's with a porn star in France. So Drake got exposed on that. The cover art for the single was Drake being blackface. Uh, an actual picture of Drake pr- like being blackface. You're familiar with blackface? Right. right. So that was a picture of Drake being blackface that he actually took for a, a photo shoot uh, back in the Canada days. Uh, said things about his mom finishing last and how she can't ever get married because she's not really like a trophy. Uh, says things about um, his best friend who has MS and how he's basically 40 and uh, hunched over and how much longer does he got. And it, it, the song ends with tick, tick, tick. How much time does your man got? Because he's sick, sick, sick. <laughs> like basically saying like he's going to die. Uh, there were some really disrespectful bars in there. And it was awesome. And so now everybody's awaiting Drake's response and Twitter's going crazy until it happens. But yeah, I, that, I like rat beef. That's like my thing. So it's it's dope. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I choose Pusha T in this. But uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Anything else? Pick no. up Jack's blocks here. Uh, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> okay. Uh, can we put a deadline on the patron thing for them? We've talked about it the last three times, but we haven't put anything together. Do, do we need to get beers this week and like discuss it so we can have a firm thing by the next podcast? Yeah. Yeah, well, by the next podcast, we'll have, we'll have something for Okay, for. sweet. All right, so that'll be on. It'll be on the next podcast. So keep a lookout for that. Uh, other than that, you can find us on uh, SoundCloud, Apple Music, Spotify. Um, actually, you can't find us on Spotify because Spotify is picky with their podcasts for some reason. Uh, you can find us on Amazon Music. You can find us on the Google Play Store. You can find us on Podbay. You can find us on pretty much any of your podcast outlets. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Houston FB Pod and Instagram at Houston FB Pod. And if you want to talk any of the beefs with me or JJ, or if you want to try to get John engaged in the rap beef between Drake and Pusha T, that'd be awesome. Hit up the Garnet Texan on Twitter or hit me up at young underscore Ari underscore gold. And then we will be hollering at you guys sometime next week. Uh, this is Young Ari Gold signing off for Texan Love Filter. When they had our backs up against the wall and said that we couldn't stand the pressure, we still got it done, man. When they said the clock was winding down and it wasn't enough time to get it done, we still got it done, man. Now it's our time to shine, it's our time to keep it 100. So we gonna go out here and show them how true we are, baby.